Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Groovy, Walgreens, Bill Belichick, where all students of Bill Walsh don't ever forget. Welcome to the 49er Faithful UK show. Week 8 is upon us, and it's a quick trip down the road to Los Angeles to face the LA Rams for the second time this season. The good news is, as the clocks turn back Sunday morning, it'll be an 8.25pm kickoff UK time. Bad news is, it looks like it will be on Sky Sports, so Game Pass will be blacked out. The 3-3 three three Rams are fresh off their bye week, and like the Niners, are looking to bounce back from an indifferent start to the season. The Niners' offence, newly minted with the arrival of Christian McCaffrey, will be looking to give the Rams' defence the chop, while the possible return of Eric Armstead will firm up a defence looking to roast Matt Stafford and keep Cooper Cup penned up. I'm Gareth Ellis, and I'm joined by Paul Hope. Good evening, everybody. Lee Gowland. Whose house? Boss's <laughs> house. <laughs> and Najee Corral. Hello, everyone. So, CMC has now had a full week in our offence. Are we going to see a return of the dominating run game so sadly lacking this season? Or once again, will we place the game in Jimmy's hands? Paul, kick us off. Kick us off? Well, I definitely think we should be more run heavy. Like you said, Gareth, CMC has had a week in practice. I definitely think we'll see him more in the third down game. Obviously, on Sunday, just gone. I think he took, was it 22 snaps in total? 21, yeah. We were very excited to see CMC, baby. I had to get that in there, Nadji. Um, I thought you were going to introduce yourself with that shout. But uh, we were just saying off air, Gareth, this could be interesting. We could actually win the turnover battle this week. But believe it or not, the Rams have the second most turnovers in the NFL. They only rank 29th in scoring offence and 26th in total offence. So it depends which way you look at it. It could be a high scoring game. It could be a low-scoring game. I'm hoping for the first. I'm hoping for a high-scoring game, especially with it being the 8:25 kickoff. Like you said, it's always a, a nice week, this one, for the UK NFL fans. Your red zone will start at 5 o'clock, Gareth. Get that public <laughs> oh, yeah. service announcement out there. But uh, I'm not sure where you want me to go. I'm, I'm feeling like the rabbit hole. I could disappear. This offense. is where someone jumps in and helps me out. Niners offence. Go on, no, you just... Talk All about right. defence, Come on then. Offensively, not no. no. Yeah. That's, I'm, that's, that's I'm up on that. We have the ball. That, that's Paul's bit done. Okay, you, you have a rest there, Paul. I'll, I'll take it on then. Offense. <laughs> so I mean, obviously Christian McCaffrey. Um, from what we gather, Kyla said he, he can use the full playbook now. Um, so that's going to be exciting. Every time he was on the field on um, Sunday night, even though it was only twenty-one snaps, we were all excited. We were all waiting to see what was going to happen. Um, so I think it's a case of we need to step up and allow them to run the ball, make the gaps for them, uh, and we've got to establish the run because we, we're getting beat because our run has been pretty poor over the last few weeks. So establish the run. Um, Debo, Debo's got a hamstring injury at the moment. I think he is. Um, I think he's questionable. They haven't said doubtful. They've said questionable. I would expect him to be back. I think he finished the game on uh, Sunday night trying to think because I kind of lost the will to live because it was going so badly on Sunday night um, but I, I believe Debo is going to be there we've got quite a few of our star players on offence obviously we've lost Juice that was a lovely looking <laughs> finger that Juice had <laughs> it reminds me of my golf trip to Spain this year my, my finger looked exactly the same um, 
hopefully the O-line plays a little bit better. Um, Aaron Banks, I think, has been pretty solid all the way through the season. Um, McClinchy, he needs to step up in pass protection. Um, run protection, we, we know how good he is on that, but he needs to step up in pass protection. It'll be interesting to see how many snaps Burford gets because Burford and Brunskill are, are being used a little bit interchangeably. I, I, I haven't seen the snap count, so I don't know who's getting the majority of the um, snaps. Burford obviously started the season. We all thought, Jesus Christ, we've, we've gotten an absolute gem in Burford. Um, but then it started to tail off a little bit. And obviously uh, Brunskill, once he's been fit, they've started subbing him in. Um, so I think that the first thing we need to do is do what we didn't do on Sunday night and that's win the the battle at the line of scrimmage we've got to do that otherwise we're not winning anything on Sunday night Sorry Nadia you talked about the O-line early before Nadia talks in I went back and I punished myself by watching the game in 40 again and the O-line didn't play that bad you know Lee as much as it seemed it on Sunday um, and Brad Graham did a great breakdown of where Christian McCaffrey is going to fit into the offence and the O-line. I'm not going to say it was all on Jimmy. I'm not going to say it was all on the O-line, but I think you're right. We we said it last week. We need consistency. We need everybody to play better. The thing I'm worried about, Gareth, is we're not very good in the red zone and their defence is pretty good in the red zone. So that is a bit of a worry before Nadji gives his uh, thoughts on the offence. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, all the games we've lost, uh, the last two we've lost um, because we were not good enough. We went away from from the running game for whatever reason. I mean, obviously Atlanta were trading by quite a bit, so it's kind of understandable. But I don't really understand why we went away against the Chiefs. We could have, you know, tried and pounded and kept kept it on the ground and stop. You know, we gave ten drives to Pat Mahomes. That's definitely not going to go well for you if you if you do that and and then you can't score on your end. So I'm hoping that Christian McCaffrey can uh, have a bigger impact. I still think, you know, when we talk about Carl's playbook and how complicated it is and all that, you know, for Jimmy back in the day, I don't see how he could have a full grasp of it in one week. That seems yeah, uh, I think kind the complication, of crazy to me. I think the complication with Carl's playbook isn't so much the players themselves, but the way the players are called. In yeah. the communication, I think I think that's what the, what is complicated about it. Yeah. Um, I remember I think it was not long after Kyle Kyle was made head coach, he did an interview about this, and he mentioned all the different um, keywords that he uh, puts out to the quarterback, and it's a lot more than what you you generally get from an offensive yeah. coordinator. Um, so our quarterback but- has always needed to have that intelligence to be able to take that full player and then decipher it to the rest of the offense yeah but it's all the same for the running back he needs to hear his part of the play and recognize it and process it and knowing what to do i can guarantee you it's not easy Uh, you know me being a player and having playbooks for another three four months before the first game yeah when the game surely surely, sorry sorry surely jimmy would be able to tell mccaffrey what his role is in each particular player yeah, because but he doesn't really have time. He needs to, you know, get the play out, read the defense, although he doesn't really do that. Um, and then, you know, read the protection, realign it, maybe call the alert play. He's got other things to do. It's not his job to tell the running back what to do. <laughs> Otherwise, 
that's where you get into the situation where you have to call a timeout because the clock hits zero. Um, so it's no ideal. I'm just, I'm just a bit. I, I would take this with a grain of salt that he's ready to rock with the whole playbook. I think a week is definitely not enough, and unless he's, he, he did go to Stanford, so it's possible that he's kind of a genius and and has managed to soak it all up. But yeah, I I really want to see a strong running game, and even if he stops working for two free drives, don't go away from it because I I just don't want to put the ball in Jimmy's hand and rely on this. And uh, once again, send prayers to to the football gods that the stars align and and the ball don't start, you know, going up in the air up for grabs in the end zone because that's probably what's going to happen uh, if we, if we have to rely on him. So yeah, a heavy dose of CMC, a heavy dose of Jeff Wilson because he's been playing well too. Um, I, I don't know if D will play. I hope so. But Juice is now going to play. Our uh, oh, injury list is again uh, absolutely ridiculous. Uh, John Jennings doesn't practice uh, yesterday, so we'll see. I but yeah, I don't want us to. I, I want to see something else. Uh, it's three or four games in a row we have the same plan and it's not really working. It worked against the Panthers because they're terrible, um, but it's not going to. It's not worked against two good teams. Um, so yeah, let's not stay away from the run game. Let's let's have a heavy dose of Jeff Wilson and CMC, and and not even rely on Matt Stafford throwing picks because they could play well and score points. I did, they do have it in them. So yeah, I think I agree with you on the fact that he's not going to have the full playbook down Nagy. But when he spoke to the media yesterday, Carl Shanahan was talking very gushing about Christian being a playmaker. You get your playmakers in space. So what I think is with an extra week, I do think we may see him used a bit more than we did last Sunday. Oh, yeah, yeah. For I sure. totally agree with you. He's not going to have that full playbook down unless Stanford is as good as what Lee says it is. Well, I mean, Stanford is, you know, it, it is one of the greatest colleges in, in in the country in terms of academics. You don't go to Stanford if you don't have the brains. It's on the same level as Harvard and Yale and that kind of stuff. So it's possible, uh, you know. It's a shame that football team isn't very good, but you know that's a different story. Yeah, that's just this year though. <laughs> it is. Um, and then com- com- coming back to the O line, I-, I just had a look at the snap count. Um, since Brunskill's back, they've been sharing pretty much. Uh, Buffers plays a bit more, so it was twenty-one to twenty-nine week four, and then forty to thirty-four, and then fifty to, 50 to forty-six. Um, so that was pretty close. But last week, Burford played 55 snap to Brentskill 24. So he doubled them up there. And it's really weird because the stats going around about Aaron Banks and Spencer Burford, that they haven't allowed a single sack yet, both of them. So I don't really understand the, the need for Serbenim unless it's a conditioning thing and he's not, uh, he can't play a full game for full speed, which is fine. You know, you don't have to be. If, if you can sub and have a, the same level of play then you might as well and otherwise you always have a fresh player just like the d-line does because uh, the all lines don't sub <laughs> it's very hard to play all line um so yeah uh it's a bit it's a bit weird but i'll take it you know um but yeah they, they do need to play better i think trent will be better after a week of practice um you know he came back from the injury i think that's why last week he wasn't as good not quite up to speed. And then McGlinchey, yeah. But McGlinchey will be good if we run the ball. <laughs> if we have to drop back, he won't. Because we know what he's good at and what he's not good at. Uh, and and Brendel, uh, I, I think, was pretty good last week. Did not many mistakes. Definitely not as bad as against the Falcons. Um, 
And so, again, I want to see the O-line improving weeks after week. So uh, when we get to December and January, when Imata's ready, uh, they can be one of the best unit in, in the league. Excellent. Well covered. I think the uh, absence of use check is going to be quite significant in terms of how Shanahan approaches the run game, because we know how important yeah. he is. And Absolutely. he's he's... he's plowing the the path through for the running back i can certainly see mccaffrey being used more as that safety valve outlet for jimmy that we know he likes to to favor those short dump off passes so i can see uh, not much changing in terms of uh, potentially doing a lot of screen passes it'll just be going to somebody different hopefully cmc rather than uh, what has become a little predictable is dropping off those short ones to Debo and Ayuk, which just don't seem to be getting the same impact as they as they used to when they were a wrinkle in the offense rather than uh, a kind of go-to play. So I think we have relied on those a little bit more, but I, I don't think we can ever underestimate how much use check uh, does, even if he's not appearing on the stat sheet. So that is going to be interesting to see whether uh, Shanahan puts somebody like Dwelly in um, and basically puts them in as a reserve fullback uh, and asks them to do the same job or whether we're going to see Kittle deployed uh, more in the run blocker so I can see potentially Kittle having a quieter game um, and I think Shanahan will be keen to get the ball to Christian McCaffrey so we can we can see what we've got there. I mean I touched upon that earlier Gareth when I did Let's Talk Sports with Danny's a Jets fan and he asked about Kyle Juszczyk, and I said the same as you. I think Kittle will be used more in the block game. And also, the Rams' defence have been the stingiest against tight ends this season. They've only allowed 14 catches for 120 yards. So maybe, like you said, Gareth, we all got excited with Kittle scoring on National Tight End Day last week. We all want him to be in the red zone. I remember him prancing in for that touchdown last year in the All-Whites, but I think he'll be used more in the blocking game this week, Gareth, like you've said. Yeah, I, I do have to question the, the timing of this surgery, though. He finished the game. He played the whole game last week with his pinky strapped up. Could he have not stacked up one more game, played his game and get his surgery during the bye week? I, I'm, I'm a bit, it's a bit weird. I don't really understand what's going on here. And if it was just a dislocation, strap it up, get, you know, get a shot before the game, get a shot halftime, it'd be all right. Uh, be weird. Uh, am I missing something here because we've got two more games? We've got no, the Rams just... and then we've got the Chargers before the bye week. Do we? No, I thought we got the Rams and then the bye week, unless I'm wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Guess I'm wrong. Yeah. yeah, it's the Rams and then and then we're off next week. Yeah. And we're on and then after we're on Monday night against the Chargers, so we actually got an extra day of bye. So uh... He's all excited, Nadji, because he's gone over to Levi's in a couple <laughs> of weeks. Know. So he's all having a sink for the day. That's all it is, everybody. <laughs> Understandable. Where's my ticket, Lee? I'm still waiting for it. I haven't received it. Yeah, I'll, I'll print your little souvenir, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll see lots of footage, Nadji, like when you were in Vegas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, in the uh, in the first game this season against the Rams, we gave Stafford a bit of a battering with frequent blitzes that resulted in seven sacks. Are we going to see more of the same? The same sort of defensive game plan? Get after Stafford and prevent him from making any passes. Naji, what are we going to do? Well, it's the same It's the same recipe, isn't it? You take Cooper Cup away and you don't allow him to get big chunk plays. 
uh, he's going to get catches. That's just impossible. He's impossible to cover. So um, it's all about limiting what he does after the catch or, you know, limiting him in short in the red zone and that kind of stuff. So it's going to be the same game plan. Money Ward's going to definitely going to have to have a better game than he did last week. Uh, hopefully, Lenore will have a better game than he did last week. Jimmy Ward, too, at Nickel, even though my hopes are very low on that front. Um, and then Hufanga, a better game, too, um, even though I know he had the pick, but I think he whiffed on a couple tackle. He seems to have this weird, he's taking this weird habit of tackling with his shoulder rather than wrapping up. And um, yeah, I'm not I'm not super impressed with it. Is it maybe because of the concussion and he's trying to uh, protect himself or something. I, I don't know, but it, it's going to take a better game from this guy on the back end. The problem is, if we don't generate any pressure, and we know what Stafford's like when he's under pressure, and not blitzing, because obviously he's very good against that, but, you know, if if we just generate pressure with just Bosa, it's just not going to work. He's going to have a ton of time, and he's going to find Allen Robinson or, or Cooper Cup. And Van Jefferson is back in practice. I doubt it'll It'll be impactful after missing a lot of time, but it's another weapon, and Tyler Higby has kind of burnt us as well a couple of times. So, yeah, it's 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 going to take a much better game than we did against the Chiefs. Uh, that's not going to be hard to do, I think. Lee? So I, I actually don't think Jimmy was going to start at nickel. I think it's going to be Demo that starts at nickel, and I think Jason Verrett is actually going to start at cornerback. I hope so. Yeah, I think that's that's. I can see that definitely happening. Now that Ferret's had a couple of weeks um, practice, I think that's probably going to be a, a good bet there. Well, as he's far... just got activated and he's limited now, so he yeah. hasn't had a full practice yet, which is a bit worrisome after missing so long. He's definitely not going to have the stamina to play the whole game, so it um, could well start like that, but not end up like that. Yeah. Right. So again, I'm confused here. So why activated? All you're doing is saying you're activating him to the uh, 53 roster. Yep. When he that's came why off, we signed Coleman to the uh, practice yeah, squad. When he came off pup, he was able to practice fully. But you had to activate him within a certain time frame. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. So you're, you're, there's so a window he, where you can activate exactly. him. Exactly. So yeah. he has had two weeks full practice. It's just that we've only just activated them to the 53 this week. Yeah, but he was limited on Wednesday. That's what I'm saying, for some reason. So he's well, no full plan yeah, 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 I think they're just easing them back into it. Yeah, maybe. That's, that's, it's a, yeah, it, that's what's it's happening. It's a procedural thing, isn't it? We had to activate him, or if not, you waive him. Yeah, exactly. Or, or you lose yeah. him for the whole season. So regardless yeah. of whether he's ready to play, we, we had to make one of those moves. Correct. So... Yeah. so you mentioned uh, all we have to do is shut down Cooper Cup. Well, we've never managed that once yet. We've never managed that once. I mean, we, we said, well, we did in the first time. He, he had 14 catches, but he didn't really do anything with it. That's what I'm saying. Limiting him to, to I die. Think the only game where Cooper Cup hasn't really done much against us wasn't because we shut him down. It's because he kept on dropping the ball. And that was when um, Jared Goff was uh, quarterback. And he had a really poor game, the, t- the two of them, mm. because they could have won that game, but they dropped that many passes. As far as actually shutting them down, I, I don't think we've actually done that yet in any of the games that we've played against them. And going up against them on Sunday night, the, the big worry I've got is not having Armstead or Kinlaw back. They're going to be able to run the ball on us. They've seen what teams have done for the last two games, and they'll try and run the ball on us. 
And once they start running the ball and we react to that, then Cooper Cup's going to be wide open. You know he is. I think what Nadji means, Lee, in the first game, we, we, we talked about it on the preview show uh, ahead of that game, that try and limit when Cup gets the ball. And I think we hit him early. He got Stafford got the ball with him kind of underneath, but the defenders got there quick and closed him down. He didn't really do any damage to what he does around the league. And I think that's how Ryan's plays. He has this kind of bend but not break mentality. And like what you said there, Gareth, what are we going to see? I think we'll see the same game plan against the Rams. But for me, Ryan's came in for a lot of criticism last week and the great coaches bounced back. And I'm looking forward to see what he's got lined up. I'm expecting a better game from all pro Fred by his own admission. He hasn't been all pro Fred that we know. And I do think that maybe Bosa is going to be hungry because he looked very frustrated against the Chiefs. Be interesting to see whether the Rams do the same, Gareth, as what the Chiefs did, and that's go straight at Bosa. Teams tend to go around him, but last week when you watched the, the tape back, the Chiefs tended to target Bosa, which was a bit of a strange tactic, but seemed to work. Yeah, is there, is there word on Armstead? Do we think he's he's not going to be back? No, I don't think so. He's not no, practicing. Yeah, so, I don't think um, he's going to be back. No. He'll be after the Which is really weird, uh, weird again. Uh, why did we not put him on IR uh, three weeks ago so he could, you know, take his time and recover properly? Is it is really weird? He's been on the. I don't know. It's a bit yeah, interesting. I think with uh, with Kinlaw being on the IR, maybe they just didn't yeah. want to. Uh, uh, always wanted to have it potentially that he may be able to recover that week or two quicker and bring him back for the game. Um, yeah, maybe. But yeah, I think we've covered it in the last few shows. We're, we're sorely missing a little bit of stiffness up the middle there. So um, it would be interesting to see who the Rams give the ball to. Obviously, uh, Cam Akers uh, appears to be on his way out. Uh, I don't know who else the Rams have, have actually got, but I'm sure they've, they've got somebody else on the depth chart. So it's potentially a, a good opportunity for them after the bye week for some guy to, to put his hands up and win their RB1. Uh, position or of course the trade deadline is upon us so maybe the Rams might sneak in a new face um, and as for us do you do you think John Lynch is going to have a busy weekend or is he going to be putting his feet up for the next few days uh, I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing us trading for a tackle um, I don't know what we could give um, maybe one of those compulsory pick that we might have uh, one of those thirds to get somebody I, you know the the Eagles just got Robert Quinn for a what was it a six a fourth a fourth yeah which is I think it's, it's pretty cheap when your mm. window is open and you're you know seven and oh whatever they are six and oh seven and oh um, maybe somebody you know more in the middle obviously we don't need edge rushers but um, if Kinlo is going to be out uh, indefinitely, and um, Ridgeway and Givens and Spence haven't panned out. I think it would be a uh, it would be good to maybe pull a, a trade like we did with Omeni who uh, a couple of years ago. Something on the cheap, somebody that can rebound and and be better. Um, I say, but uh, I can't see us shopping anybody out. Uh, I just see Kadarius Tony just got traded to the Chiefs. So it's a bit scary, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> just just broke. Well, bre- breaking news were not not related to the, the 49ers. Yeah. Anyone else got any uh, Niners trade rumours? Lee, Paul. Yeah. No, not really. I don't. I don't think. I, I can't honestly see us trading for anyone. Um, if anything, we're going to pick up a free agent. I just. 
it just doesn't feel as though that's the way John Lynch does things. Definitely yeah. not multiple trades. I mean, he traded for Emmanuel Sanders back in 2019, and Christian McCaffrey trade feels an awful lot like that one. And I just can't see him trading for anybody else. And I, I just can't understand why. I mean, he might be. We just haven't heard about it. But why he isn't kicking the tyres on and Dominic and Sue? It's got to be a money issue. He just probably wants too much, I would imagine. Yeah. I, I don't see. I mean, we gave five picks up for CMC, Gareth. Um, but I think John Lynch has shown if the right deal comes along. I think you're disappointed, Gareth. I think you were expecting us to say, we're going to trade for Brady, we're going to trade for Rodgers, we're going to trade <laughs> for some superstar QB. But no, I, unless the deal comes to us, I don't think we're actively seeking anybody at this point. And like Lee said, I would have liked to see us maybe just take a look at Sue, but maybe the money isn't right. And who knows? Get to the bye week and you'll you'll just see. I think there are there are a few teams out there who are possibly already looking forward to uh, to, to the draft next year. And maybe there is a player like a, a, a Minihu that we might be able to nab for a late round pick from somebody. Because um, certainly I, I'd never heard of him before we traded him and, and it would, came out of the blue a bit. But obviously it's a guy who, who has begun to look really good value um, for a fifth round pick. I think he was or, or even a sixth. So I wouldn't be surprised if we are potentially looking at, at somebody for the middle of the D line. Um, but we will we will wait and see if who's available and how much their their current owners are asking for them. Yep. So who have you got having a big game this week for the Niners? I'm going to say Jeff Wilson. I think um, I think he has to. Um, he's got you know CMC now competing with for, for touches for him, so he's going to have to step it up and show. Um, uh, you know, he can have a part in his backfield because obviously they're going to rely on him. I don't expect CMC to just have a big game yet. I think it's a little too early. But if he can have a decent game and, and Jeff Wilson has an amazing game, then I think we'll be in for a win. Uh, and I'm I'm going to go for a, a ball prediction that mm-hmm. uh, we will have 150 rushing yards and uh, and Jeff Wilson will have 100 plus. Nice. Paul, who have you got? Well, I'm... I'm sorry, Najee, but I'm on the CMC hype train because uh, my good friend Mike's a Rams fan and he was a bit upset when we traded for CMC. I think this is the week we see, Gareth, we get the touchdown we want. Um, I would take Najee's ball prediction. I'm going to throw one of my own in on the defence because I've got a stat that you'll like, Gareth. So Matthew Stafford is 0-11 over the last 11 games where he's been sacked at least five times. So I think we're going to get more than five sacks on on Sunday night and we're going to win the game. I'm going to go Nick Bose is going to get three sacks on the night. Nice. We're going to have to stop calling for Bose having multiple sacks because it just... I think you you guys are putting too much pressure on it. (laughs) We've got to get it right eventually. I just saw that stat when I was preparing and I just thought it was quite interesting because obviously the first game when we won 24-9 and we took him down seven times. Nadji, yeah. so you know, I'm trying yeah, to yeah, no, I agree. Um, trying to kind of keep that temper in there. But I, I think CMC gets two touchdowns on the night, Gareth, and I think our leading receiver will be Brandon Ayuk because I don't think we'll see as much of Debo as we'd like to see. I don't think Debo will play. Lee, okay, yeah. So I, it's not it's, it's not necessarily a big game. I think this player's going to have depends on how you how you define a big game. But I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to step up. And he's going to cut out the Jimmyisms, and he's going to have 
a, a, a good game. N not, not necessarily a great game, but he's not going to make any mistakes. That is bold. That is very bold. <laughs> I stayed away from the Jimmy Bold prediction yeah, this week, not... lads, because I felt like I jinxed him, so I stayed away from that, Gareth. Yeah, I'm not touching Jimmy with a barge ball. <laughs> I've got... Uh, I... Like you, I think uh, uh, CMC is going to have a good game. I think he's going to have a 100-yard game uh, combined, but I think he's going to get more receiving yards than rushing yards because, uh, yeah, we all know that Jimmy loves that little pass down to the running back. Um, and in, in previous, we're, we're used to seeing that running back get about three or four yards and get tackled. Uh, I can see CMC breaking that first tackle um, and getting a bit more yardage from those uh, short check-down passes uh, that we know we're going to see. Um, so, yeah, I think CMC is going to be in for a, uh, for a good game. Um, yeah, defensive side of the ball, I think Hafunga is going to get another pick. Yes, I was going to say we haven't got a pick six because we always get one against the Rams. So, nice <laughs> so lads, score predictions. Uh, who shall I start with? Najee. All right. Uh, let me double check the uh, over under 42 and a half, 43, depending where you're looking. Uh, oh God, uh, I just have so little faith in our little faith in our offense, and uh, I don't know. This, you know, we haven't talked Bobby Wagner, but they still have him, and they still, you know, have Aaron Donald, and I, I think it's going to be one of those horrible games that. Uh, goes up and down. Uh, ultimately, uh, I'm going to jump back to the other side and say we win. Uh, we're going to win 21-13. Nice. Paul? Well, I've got my red and gold tinted glasses on, Gareth. Um, I, I think the 49ers are going to win 31-21. to 21. I think it's going to be an easier night than what we've had in the last two weeks. <laughs> I wish it was, I wish it's, all right. <laughs> it's, it's hope rather than expectation, that Jake. Yeah, yeah. You know, but... Fingers crossed. That's what I'm hoping for anyway, gents. Lee, what you got? Well, when you go on a streak that we've gone on against the Rams, and what what is it, seven in a row now, so this will be eight in a row. This will be four regular years season. worth of, yeah, regular season. Yeah. Four years worth of regular season sweeps. It kind of makes you nervous and think uh, the Rams yeah. have got to turn it around at some point. So... Are you I, doing I, it? No, no, Ooh. I'm not. I'm not doing it because it's the Rams. There's no way I'll do yeah, it for the Rams. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. um, it, it makes us nervous, but we've also come off the back of two defeats. Two defeats, which is going to have everybody on edge. Everybody should step up to the plate and actually put a game in on Sunday night. I think it's going to be quite close. I don't think it's going to be one of these games that actually gets away from anyone. I think it's going to be toe to toe all the way from the start to the end, um, and I'm going to go for a 24-20 victory. Oh, I don't. You're right, probably though. It, yeah. Uh, all very similar. I think Paul's the most ambitious. I I've got a squeaking out a 20 to 16 Niners win. Uh, I can't see it being a high-scoring one. I just can't predict we're going to score a lot of points until I, I actually see us looking capable of doing it on the field. Um, but I do think we are capable of uh, managing Cooper Cup, if not stopping him, and certainly bothering Matt Stafford, given the current state of the uh, Rams O-line. Uh, and I think 
um, they will want to flush out the defensive performance from last week. So I can certainly see the defence being up for it. Any other final thoughts, lads, before we wrap it up? No. I was going to say, I have got a a public service announcement, Gareth. All right. So most people who listen to us probably know who Wayne Breezy is. He's a good friend of the, the community. He unfortunately had his YouTube channel hacked at the weekend. So he's had to restart again. So he has asked for everybody and anybody to kind of promote what he's doing and to give him a shout out and to follow his new channel. So because he's been good enough to retweet some of our stuff and he's paused for the flag this season i just thought i'd give it a, a cheeky shout out so if anybody needs to know more details hit me up in the dms but i just wanted to to put that out there can we uh can we stick a link on the um on the facebook page or on the podcast yeah. uh Why not? yeah he's, he's also running a competition which you've led me on so to try and get his subscribers back up he's, he's running a hofanga jersey competition so i did put it's a picture helmet. of that in the uh Kevin Pippin is not allowed to enter Nadji. I'm, I'm yeah, joking, no. Kev. I'm joking. Um, I did share that a couple of days ago, but yes, Gareth, I'll put a link in the group. Like you said, it's a be... it's a mini helmet, uh, not not oh, a jersey. Is it a mini helmet? Yeah, yeah, Sorry. signed mini helmet. Yeah. So that would be something lovely for a 49 a fifth UK member to win. But yeah, I'll put Abs- the links in absolutely. the group. And like you said, he's been a good friend of the show. So if we can help a little bit, then I'm sure you'll all agree that's a good thing to do. Absolutely. Uh, Definitely, definitely. So thanks, lads. Uh, Thanks to everyone who listens to the show. Don't forget, you can like, subscribe, comment, share or do those sort of things wherever you get your podcasts from. And you can check out the 49er Faithful UK YouTube channel. The boys will be back next week with the review show, but sadly, I'll be away and we'll be missing a couple of weeks. So I would like to apologise in advance for any possible drop off in quality. Let's all look forward to another Sunday night of Roast Lamb. Until next time, go Niners. Bang bang nana gang. The San Francisco 49ers deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff far going 99. Don't get it twisted. One and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Groove, Walgreens, Bill Belichick were all students of Bill Walsh. Don't ever forget.